The following is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey, a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in today. Imagine kids coming home from school peaceful, centered, mindful. The Mamaroneck Avenue School community in White Plains is going to see what that's like. They've raised the funds to train the teachers to do yoga at their desks with students. This wonderful tale of health and happiness will be told today, so stay tuned. But first, we are going to start with your dreams. And a very special hello to all of you who listen to this show in bed early in the morning. I so appreciate that. And I hope you will continue to do that. But try this. Set the alarm for a few minutes early, and when the alarm goes off, hit snooze. But don't go back to sleep. Go back in your memory to explore what you were just dreaming. Dream expert Kelly Sullivan Walden is here to talk about the latest Chicken Soup for the Soul book. And Kelly, can you explain to us what's going on when we dream? Is it our higher self talking to our lower self, our subconscious mind talking to the conscious mind? What is it? I think it is those things and probably and probably more. I mean, the in in hypnotherapy, we you know, when I was going to school, one of the first things I learned is that our conscious mind is 12% at most of our brain, of our mind's power, and our subconscious mind is 88% of our mind's power. So think about an iceberg. That little tip of the iceberg is our conscious mind and that's what we think is the be-all end-all of our thoughts that we think we're so smart because we have 12 percent happening but there's 88 percent of our mind's power and that's where our intuition is our guidance our premonitions our our big dreams our real wisdom that's just kind of under the surface and most of us don't even recognize it it's like oh who cares it's a little woo-woo it's out there but really if we paid attention it's it's like we we would give it a little bit of respect it would speak to us more often and kind of break through the surface and and I think the ultimate game just like those movies like Lucy or Phenomenon from years ago the game is for us to wake up entirely and have access to our full our full mind most of us are just getting by on a little bit but I think these dreams are our higher self our larger self communicating to us with what our conscious mind is just a little bit too dense to pick up because things don't make perfect to our ego. Ah, that's where we're headed, Kelly. But first, tell us about this new Chicken Soup for the Soul book. Oh, wow. It's 101 amazing stories, miracles, divine intervention, and insight. I brought in 30 of the stories, but we got 5,000 submissions, stories from all over the place of the most extraordinary things that happen to people, ordinary people with extraordinary stories from all over, um, mostly the United States, but really the world. We've got a lot of international stories as well that are just life-affirming and prove that even when you're going through something really difficult, there's something bigger at play, and we're always being guided by something if we will stop and take a moment to listen, which only a few of us seem to do from time to time, but when we do, it pays off. We are always being guided by something if we stop, take a moment to listen. Exactly. Uh, I do some motivational speaking, and one of the things I say is, even though I'm a morning radio person, never wake up to the radio. <laughs> 
Right. If you exactly, unless I mean, maybe they could pay attention to their dreams, write it down, do some journaling, a little meditation, and then listen to the radio. Absolutely. When you get in the kitchen, it is required that you turn the radio on. It is required. You cannot step foot in the kitchen without the right. radio being on your right. show. Yes, exactly. But in right. the bedroom, no. Wake up to the rainforest or crickets or whatever, and think back. Where was I just then? How did you get to be a dream expert? I have been paying attention to dreams since I was about four years old. I have a kind of unique situation with my sister. I've got four sisters, only girls, no boys that I grew up with. My sister Shannon, who's the closest to me in age, we have a very spooky psychic bond. When we were kids, and even still to this day, we have tandem dreaming experiences, which means we show up in each other's dreams and we remember that we were in each other's dreams and we know the similar landscapes of dreams and we we just had this kind of background together. So we, it got us both paying attention to dreams every day throughout our growing up years. And um, that's what started my interest in dreams. And then when I became a hypnotherapist about 20 years ago, I started to realize that, oh, not just me and my sister dream, everybody else dreams too. And my clients would start to share dreams with me. And I and I have a particular perspective on dreams. I believe everybody um, you know, is entitled to their own opinion about their dreams, but most people seem to make themselves feel really bad about themselves based on what they dream. And I seem to think that dreams are a great ally and they always come to us in the service of our health and well-being. And um, I started writing about them and now I'm just all dreams all the time. And it led me to Amy Newmark and Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I'm very happy. I'm grateful <laughs> that she found you. Kelly Sullivan Walden, the new Chicken Soup for the Soul is Dreams and Premonitions. And I'm going to read all 101 stories. I will quiz you. On the- <laughs> okay, you'll have to come back. I will. You'll have to come back and quiz me because I am going to read all 101 and I'll explain why in a minute. I'm I'm into dreams too, but I need to know this. Uh, Tandem dreaming with your sister. When did you first discover that? Actually, it was around Halloween, so this is the season. I was probably five, and she was three and a half, and we both had a similar nightmare about this witch. And, of course, it was probably inspired by all the gory things that we see as kids, which I think is kind of scary. And we both experienced this witch chasing us around a castle, us afraid to jump off because we thought we would die, and waking up screaming. And we knew we described this witch and the way that we felt and the dresses that we were wearing. And so that was the beginning. And Uh, what did mom say? Mom would just come in and yell at us to be quiet because often we would talk in our sleep in the middle of the night. And she would yell at us because she would think that we were being naughty and and talking in the middle of the night. But she would come in and find us with our eyes closed talking to each other (laughs) in the night. So she just thought, okay, well, I'm glad that you guys are getting along because when we weren't getting along, we would be throwing things at each other and fighting. So she just was happy that there was a harmonious moment between the two. So even after the two sisters grew up and moved into different homes, you still oh, yeah. continued to tandem dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we just, and if it's not a tandem dream, it's a very similar kind of dream. I mean, almost every time we talk and she'll tell me a dream, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just dreamt about that. Or we dream about each other in predictive ways that are really important. So she's like my psychic hotline friend. I consult her all the time, and she does with me as well. And dreams have been just that kind of core part of our relationship that has led to a great amount of depth. And I find that with anybody who shares with me that they have somebody that they regularly share dreams with, it tends to really deepen that bond and and bring it to a whole other level than than it otherwise would be. You said that people often make themselves feel bad about their dreams. How's that? 
Well, for example, I remember one client, she had a series of dreams about fire. And she said, I know that just means something bad's going to happen to me. And I said, well, for whatever it's worth, my perspective is that fire, it means change is going to happen, that radical change is happening. And I think change is always good. Ultimately, if we embrace it, if we kick it and scream and fight against it, it sucks. But if you know it's coming and you can prepare for it, then it might be really ecstatic. I mean, fire can also be symbolic of passion and being fiery alive and having a lot of feeling. And what's wrong with that? So she was like, wow, now I feel good about myself. I'm, I'm kind of happy about this dream. So right. something like that. I mean, a lot of people, there's the big fancy word is they pathologize themselves. And most people do. They take a dream like that and they think immediately this means something bad about me or something bad's going to happen. It's rare that I find that people interpret their dreams in a way that's really life affirming. So I'm kind of on a mission to, to change that. I like that. I heard once that the best thing to do when, you're ha- when you have a dream you know, and you're looking back on it, is to ask yourself, how did the dream make you feel? Yes, absolutely. We have a particular feeling experience in the dream, and it might be scary. I mean, with the woman that was in the dream with the fire, she was she might have been terrified. And then there's the, let's pay, pay attention to how you feel when you first wake up and look at it with your conscious mind and kind of compare the notes. So yeah, I think the feeling tone is, is really important. In fact, I have my dream interpretation formula, Saddle. S-A-D-D-L-E? stands for pay attention to the symbol. That's the S. A is your association with the symbol. And then the DD is dream dictionary. That means look up a reference guide. It could be my dream dictionary. I had the strangest dream or a book on symbols just to get a sense of a larger perspective, a larger archetype that it could be about. The L is what's going on in your life that may have prompted this dream. How is this dream an answer to a question that you've had in your life? And then the E is the big one. It's about emotion. How did the dream make you feel? Um, And what were your feelings, your emotions upon awakening? Right. So sometimes when you read these dream dictionaries, yours being the best one, of course, some people see symbols a different way. Oh, for sure. And my disclaimer at the beginning is, of course, defer to yourself and take anybody else's perspective with a grain of salt. But use this if you're absolutely stumped and you say, how in God's name could this possibly make any sense? This is ridiculous. And if you're about to throw the dream in the trash because you don't know what it means. Before you do that, look at a dream dictionary to see if it might start to pique your own intuition, if it starts to give you a sense of what it might mean to you. So if you look at my dream dictionary and you think, no, that's not what dog means to me, then then at least you're one step closer to what your dream is telling you. Yes, defer to yourself, but sometimes it helps when you can consult a frequent flyer. They might be able to give you a perspective that you might not have even thought of. Right. And your book is called? I Had the Strangest Dream. That's my first Dream Dictionary that came out. The book that's out right now is Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Premonitions. Right, and that's all the stories. But I had the strangest dream is your dream dictionary. Yes. All right, so now we need to know, Kelly Sullivan Walden, a dream that you had that was a premonition. Have you had one? The first story in the book is, is a very emotional one, actually, and I'll, um, I'll rush through it so that I don't cry like a baby on your show. I had a client that came to see me because her brother had passed away, and she wanted me to have... A grief counseling sessions with her entire family and I'm not a grief counselor although I, I deal with those kind of issues and I tried to persuade her and her family to see somebody else but they insisted on seeing me the night before I was meant to have the session with the mother of the the young
young man that died, I prayed for some kind of dream, some kind of guidance to help me with her because I felt like I was kind of out of my depth. Like, what do you say to a mother who's lost a child? And the only dream I woke up with was the word mosaic. And I wrote it down in my journal over and over again, hoping that something else would pop out of that word. Like, what do you mean by mosaic? That means nothing to me. I have no connection with mosaic at all. But I just wrote the word down in big, bold letters and proceeded with my session, this beautiful woman, Margarita. And we're on the telephone, and she's she's expressing herself. She's crying. She's laughing. She's telling me all about her son, Brian, and... And she's telling me at the end of the session all about how the funeral just took place and how many hundreds of people came out to celebrate him and what a wonderful, wonderful testimony to his life it was and how many flowers, they were flooded with flowers. And she said, but the gift that was the most amazing thing was this mosaic that one of Brian's friends made that was compiled of all these smaller pictures that they pixelated into one gigantic picture of Brian smiling. When you look close, you see that it's made of thousands of pictures of Brian. It's the most beautiful mosaic. I said, did you just say mosaic? And she said, yeah, it's, I'm, I've been looking at it this whole time that we've been talking. I went, oh my God, flooded with tears, flooded with with goosebumps. And I told her about my dream. I sent her a picture of my journal with just that word on it. And we both got that sense that there that Brian's here, that there's more there's more than what the eyes can see. You know, she interpreted it as his spirit is, is living on and he's giving us a message that he's with us. And even though we feel like a bunch of scattered pieces, that he's here to kind of help us bring back the pieces of, of themselves, the pieces of their heart that had been broken. We're talking to Kelly Sullivan Walden. Her book is... I've had the strangest dream. She's also featured prominently in the new Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Premonitions. Uh, when you tell that story, I just broke out in goosebumps all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, so it's as if the young man's spirit came to you because he knew you could give his mother a message. Exactly. That would make her feel his love. Exactly. Yeah, there was no image that could have been more profound. So profound. And I've gone on to have several dreams about Brian that and I had never met him in real life that, that were that were extreme dreams of guidance and wisdom that were a lot more literal, less kind of metaphoric and but um, really powerful. And it, I think when you when you have a devastating loss, it's helpful. In fact I would I would say that there's almost nothing like a dream to help to heal a broken heart after somebody passes on because there's that sense that you could read in a thousand books, oh our loved ones are still with us, oh mm. they they're fine. But when you have a personal experience of a dream synchronicity like this, you can't help but just have a knowing that they're okay and we're going to be okay. You know, I do Reiki. And there was a woman that I was close to that lost her husband. And for two years, I said, please let me do Reiki. Please let me do Reiki. (sighs) Because when someone passes, I ask the survivor, have you had any dreams? Have they come to visit? Have you had any dreams? And this woman kept saying no. And then finally, one day she reached out. And she said, come over and give me some Reiki. And I did. And she finally, for the first time in two years, relaxed. And that night, that night, she had a dream about her husband. And she said, I felt his fingers on my hands. I felt him holding my hands. I heard him telling me, I'm home, I'm safe. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Energy, baby. Energy, baby. Yeah. And get some Reiki. It sounds like you're, you're pretty tuned up, though. So. This is really fabulous, and it's it's been great um, getting to know you. And you must feel so good that you know you're doing exactly the work you're supposed to be doing in life. 
I love it. And I often think of myself as like a Mr. Magoo. Because, you know, just like with that dream, the mosaic dream, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it. So it's a, sometimes it can be a little frustrating, but I've gotten to the place where I trust it. It's like, okay, something will show up later. Me and most humans, we like to feel smart. I like to feel like we know stuff. And when we have a dream that's really perplexing, it's kind of like you just kind of feel stupid until later when it reveals itself. But you never know when that's going to be. So it's an exercise in continuously trusting that something wiser and higher is in fact unfolding if we are not so stubborn as to ignore it because we have to know the answers immediately. (laughs) is I think what gets in the way of most of us being able to do that more often is just being able to be sort of patient with the process, which always does reveal itself eventually. Dream expert Kelly Sullivan Walden, be patient. What your dream means will be revealed. First, take the time to tune into your dreams, and then tune into me weekday mornings on WHUD. Mindfulness on Mamaroneck Avenue, that's next. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show. Information, fun, and inspiration. is an award-winning Hudson Valley Hospital get even better? It teams up with the number one hospital in New York. Hudson Valley Hospital is now part of New York Presbyterian, and with our new name comes new possibilities. New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital now has expanded clinical services previously not available in the Hudson Valley, and easy access to the expertise and resources of New York Presbyterian in Manhattan. Visit nyp.org slash Hudson Valley to learn more about the amazing things happening Hi, I'm Nick Jonas, and I'm here to tell you about Think It Up, a new initiative that will activate student-powered, teacher-led learning projects. Think It Up empowers students to work together with their teachers to design projects harnessing their passions. Let's support the students and teachers whose work today will innovate our world tomorrow. Students and teachers, how can you spark great learning experiences in your classrooms? Think It Up. Join us at thinkitup.org. Hi, it's Casey. They have dreamed up something beautiful at the Mamaroneck Avenue School in White Plains, teaching mindfulness to the students. Joining us is Mamaroneck Avenue School parent Jen Gold, Yoga Mountain's Gail Bentley-Walsh, and we'll start with Principal Eileen McGuire. Eileen, your school community has raised the funds to train teachers in yoga so those teachers can then teach mindfulness exercises to the students this winter. Where did this idea come from? This came out of a committee looking at ways to give kids other opportunities when the weather gets bad for indoor recess and we wanted to provide kids with an opportunity to develop skills of mindfulness focus to be re-energized and what we did was our PTA was so incredible and some outside folks like Yoga Mountain who we're working with the Friends of White Plains Public Schools and the Coalition for Living Wellness with all those folks working together um, we were able to get 51 of our teachers trained in yoga to do some kind of activities with children and our teaching assistants are also the plan is down the line for them to do yoga with kids during indoor recess. This is really outstanding. So who was on this committee that said we need extra activities for our kids? We had teachers, we had our PTA, one of our spearheads was Jen Gold, who's a parent of a second grader here at MAS. We just had a lot of people thinking, you know, we need to do something differently, and we need to do something that's sustainable. And we thought by having our teachers trained and our teaching assistants trained in in yoga, that we will be able to have a skill set that we could always use that really wouldn't cost money in the future. 
I hope the whole world finds out about what you're doing. Jen Gold, I want to talk to you. You have a second grader. Do they does the do, do you practice mindfulness at home with your child? We do some guided meditation at home, um, and we talk about breathing and stretching. It's not an over practice of yoga, but it's integrated throughout our day, especially periods of of stress or difficulty unwinding. Does your child ask for guided meditation or mindfulness at home when they need it? My younger one asks for it quite often. She's four. And uh, my older one, Francesca, she's a much more independent and she finds space alone and quiet mm-hmm. and she's able to calm herself down. And what do you do to stay calm, Mommy? I, uh, I use a lot of the techniques as, as well. I focus and I give myself free time where I put everything aside and just enjoy where I am. Once Mimaranek Avenue School said, okay, we're going to go ahead with this. We're going to train our teachers. And you said 51 teachers? 51 people. I mean, we have an amazing, amazing staff here that's very progressive and wants to try different things. They're open. We're a responsive classroom school. You know, we really work on appropriate teacher language, logical consequences. We do our Pledge of Allegiance and school pledge out in our playground together as a community, grades one through five every day. You know, our kids, we talk about being focused and organized as keys to having a fantastic day. We talk about thinking what you can do today that's better than yesterday that will make it a better day. So we want to bring mindfulness to the forefront. We talk to the kids all the time about being respectful, being responsible. And this is just, you know, another piece that the yoga will be fantastic combined with our responsive classroom approach. I see how it's going to fit in just perfectly. It it all blends together. Now, Gail Bentley Walsh, director of Yoga Mountain, your group is going to do the training with the teachers. And when we're talking about yoga, do we mean we're going to get down on the floor with the kids and stretch and bend or breathe? What are we going to do? Well, I have a little book that I wrote years ago called Yoga in the Classroom. And the focus of that book is being able to do it right at the desk or at your chair uh, without yoga mats. They do not need yoga mats to do this. So they're going to be doing it uh, standing or sitting in chairs or sitting at desks, just like the students. So we're sort of bringing to the teachers an experience, which is what they can hopefully pass on to the students. Wonderful. And when will the training be done and the kids will have access to this information? Well, we're going to start doing some training in November. And what's the PTA up to uh, aside from this? Do you have any big fundraisers coming up? We have our Halloween Spooktacular which is a great um, day, afternoon for kids and adults. That's the, I think that's the 24th of October. So that's a really nice afternoon that we have here at Mamaroneck Avenue School. We had a fantastic PTA meeting last night. Almost 100 people were at our PTA. We have a very, very active and involved PTA and really just work in such great partnership with us to bring incredible programs and opportunities for our kids here. As a parent and coming into this school, uh, just I just have a second grader, grader, and the community here is amazing. We're, the vibe of the community is absolutely set by the principal and assistant principal, Rob and Eileen, and we all feel so lucky to be a part of it. And an an extension of that and the building of the community is many of the PTA events are not fundraising events. They're community building events. Um, We have one major fundraiser that we do in the spring, but really we want our events to be accessible to all because it's about building a sense of community. Um, and that just makes the kids happy to be here uh, every day. So that's 
something we feel really lucky as a parent compared to um, some other experiences my friends have in other communities where there's a lot of fundraising involved in these events. Here it's really just a community building is our number one focus. And we appreciate you taking the time today to talk to us because we think we have a pretty incredible school and we're trying to make it better for kids. And we do have, you know, amazing parents and amazing staff, and we have the best kids in White Plains. Well said. They're lucky to have you. Uh, no, they're the best. We love coming to work every day. The Merrimack Avenue school students are so blessed to have so many kind minds looking out for them. Now, if you'd like to support the Merrimack Avenue school in this endeavor, or if you'd like to learn more about how they're bringing mindfulness to their students, email maspta at gmail.com. Thanks to Principal Eileen McGuire, Parent Jen Gold, Gail from Yoga Mountain, and high praise to School Superintendent Dr. Paul Freed and Assistant Principal Rob Janowitz, a team of adults with children's best interest at heart. That's a healthy and happy thing. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of the Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.